You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1188. And boy, do we have a good show planned for you. We have two great guests sitting here in the studio, but let me tell you, having the right people by your side is extremely helpful when building your firm. You know that, right? Those people are the ones who can help you to unlock your firm's potential and performance. That's why I've invited Rich Cacuzzo of Sales Velocity Advisors and Rick Gerard of Stride Search to join us to talk about an upcoming presentation they're giving as a part of the faculty for the critical mass business community here in Southern California. Before we get to that whole conversation, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much, Rick. Great to be back. Yeah, it's nice to have you back. Yes, these are both returning guests uh, to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Before we get too far into the meat of the conversation, let's start by maybe, Rich, you can remind our audience what it is you do at Sales Velocity Advisors. Sure, thank you. So at Sales Velocity Advisors, um, what we do is we help build high-performance sales teams. That's our focus. Okay. That's it? That's it. What's that mean? Well, you know, Rick, sales and marketing and the growth engine of it, any company, right? Yes. And so high-performance sales team is one that produces the desired revenue results so companies can not just survive but also thrive. So do you create the sales team? Do you coach the sales team? Do you participate as an active part-time manager? What is exactly you do? So my typical engagement, Rick, is coming in and I focus on three broad areas. I assess their people. Do they have the right people in the right role? So this is assuming they have a sales force and they're not happy with the performance. Potentially. Yeah. They want Uh, it to get better. How do they, and then I look at process. How do they run their organization, right? You know, vis-a-vis best practices. And then finally, are they producing? We look at the results. And so my focus from a comprehensive standpoint is to help them build a sales foundation and a world-class team that will help deliver consistent revenue growth going forward. People, process, and results. You got it. Okay. And in your experience, and we'll get to you in a minute, Rick Gerard. He's sitting right here. You can see him, Rick Gerard. He's anxious. With Stride yeah, we, I can't wait to get him on the show, too, yes. but I have to give Rick Cuso the... I, I feel like singing with his mind. Yeah. Uh, and we know what you're going to sing, but I know. no singing. Uh, it's like a ha- Monty Python Holy Grail. He started No singing. It. Anyway, that's an inside joke. We shouldn't oh, do that I, on the podcast. No, Right? Rule number Shame. 101. Right. We should have learned that. Uh, I was asking you, of those three, people, process, and result, is there one area that when you start, usually you go, well, this is the place that you know most small middle market companies are challenged in, or is it pretty much any one of those three can be an area for improvement in your experience? In my experience, Rick, it, 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 every situation is different. I More often than not, I would say that it's a lack of process. Mm-hmm. They, they just, um, they've hired some good people, maybe not great. And, and the results are okay, right. um, but what's lacking is any type of institutional control. There's no structure, mm-hmm. there's no foundation, and so the sales reps are just kind of left on their own. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because that confirms my bias, and I love it when my confirmation bias kicks in, in that I think many small and mid-market companies would benefit from putting a little bit more process into a bunch of places, like the hiring process, which we're going to get to in a minute. But it's good to hear of those three. That's an area that you see they could get immediate gain from. All right, let's turn our attention. I like how you're loading it up for me. Right, to our our (laughs) second guest, who's also a host here on octalkradio.net. He has his own show, which he did today with our good friend Ryan Fallon. But that's a different inside story. Let's stay focused on you. Stride Search. Let's do it. What do you do? 
So we help entrepreneurs and uh, hiring managers avoid making costly hiring mistakes. How? So the way in which we do it is that we, uh, we help the company to identify what their core company values are and then build their job descriptions and their hiring process around that mm-hmm. so that when they're bringing people in, they're evaluating them for cultural fit above and beyond you know, just the skills. When you talk to a client of yours about interviewing for cultural skills and fit, What's the usual initial response? <laughs> Why is this important? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just need somebody to come in here and do the work. Okay. And, um, sorry. you know, doing the work is, is great and it does need to be done, but making a bad hire just creates all a whole mess of problems. Not only that, uh, it costs the company a tremendous amount of money if they make a bad hire. Right. And do you find that you have to actually explain to them how to interview for cultural fit? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And at a very high level for our audience today, what advice do you, would you give someone who wants to be able to interview for cultural fit? What, what mindset should they have? Or Do some that? research or look into doing behavioral interviews. Okay. Behavioral interviews are, in my opinion, the strongest way to get to the core of who a person is to find out whether or not they're it, it takes them out of their comfort zone and puts them into a situation where they have to give you the evidence that you need to make a decision either way. Okay. So in, in a behavioral interview, you're asking them for a previous example where they exhibited some... Yeah, walk me through a time you did this. And, you know, okay, now how did you do it? Now give me the steps that you took to do it. Uh-huh. Now why did you approach it that way? Can, did you think of any other ways to do it? Do, do you, is it your experience that using behavioral interview questions, you can determine if the person is telling you the truth or not? Oh, yeah. More easily? You can. Right? Because the more details... you can tell when somebody starts bullshitting their way through it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, off, they're off the reservation. Absolutely. Right? Making it up as they go. Yeah. Right. You start you start seeing sweat and, and, and you know... Just right. get really uncomfortable. Right. But it that's al- a good indicator. It almost feels like, and not that you want an interrogation, because you don't. You want a good interview, because no. you want to hire good people, and you want to be a good company. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, it, it's actually giving you information that you can then come back to yeah. in the interview. Absolutely. Oh, you know, you, earlier, and test their memory. We And when we build out the process, we usually put what we call a knockout question in each person okay. that's interviewing. So, like, it, it's, it's something that's core to the values of the company, mm-hmm. that if somebody doesn't get right, you just kind of you end the interview at that point. You okay. wrap it up very professionally, and you let them go. Okay, so you don't even pretend like you're interested at that point? No. That you know they're not a fit, and no. you just might as well save everybody time? Well, you've had conversation up until then, mm-hmm. and, and usually candidates are prepped, and they know the the values are the most important thing and i even prep them that we have knockout questions that if you are not in alignment with what the core company values are that we'll just pass do you find uh and we're talking with rich cacuzzo but right now i'm talking with rick gerard that people the the interviewee will try to answer a question if it's telegraphed to them what the answer should be i mean that's a risk that i think that some interviewers run they talk too much and they sort of tell you what they're looking for with yes and what ends up happening then this kind of leads us into our presentation because the piece of the presentation that i'm going to be talking about is how to gather all that information prior to giving them any information okay because you need to have a conversation about who a person is and and gather the details of what's important to them before you load them up with any information because then they start tailoring their answers 
Yeah, if they're interested in a job and they're good on their feet, they're they're not going to purposely tell you something they don't think you want to hear. Exactly. Right. Even if they don't want the job, they want at least the opportunity to say no. So very true. Especially Absolutely. if it's a sales organization, they right. just they they're they're motivated to be positive and supported. So, do you want to add something to this conversation? No, I, was, no, I think you know. Rick, this is Rich Cacuzzo, by the way. Rick, uh, you know, did a, a great job framing that up, and you know what we found as part of the, the workshop that we'll be doing uh, with the critical mass. Uh, for business community in a couple of weeks is, you know, how, how do you attract those great employees, those employees that can make a difference, those that can help lead you to that sustained success over time? And, and what we discovered as part of our research is that, that there are key attributes of high-performance companies that have figured this out, that, uh-huh. that employees want to work for. Okay. That, I mean, these companies don't have a problem attracting and retaining talent. And it's for some of the reasons that you've been talking about today, right? Whether it's culture, leadership, just just that people uh, element of things. I mean, there's there's six key attributes that we identified that high performance companies have that attract and retain the top talent that's out there in the marketplace. Okay, slow down. We're going to get to that in a second because I'm so sorry. no, it's awesome. awesome. <laughs> excited. The yeah, they're so excited. Sales guys, they just can't, just can't wait, wait to sell you on what they're doing. Who's a sales guy? We don't sell. No, well, no. Well, he said he we asked politely sells. for the business. Uh, anyway, so people sell us. Why? Right, they uh, need us. <laughs> so, part of the being in the critical mass community is a group of CEO peer groups. We have six of them here in Southern California, and um, we have a faculty. You're two of the members of 24 people that are high caliber service providers who are part of the community who have agreed to be the faculty where you're training on latest trends, best practices, emerging issues, the latest thinking. And you've put together, we have a whole curriculum for the year built around the surveys that the members who are business owners have taken and said, of all the things, 44 different things we could learn about, here's our rank order of the things we're most interested in. And then these teams got together and put together presentations. And you're in the Q1 all-member event. You're one of the two workshops. And your title of your talk is, How High-Performance Companies Attract the Right Employees. So you guys have been putting together your both both of your perspectives to deliver an hour interactive workshop. So now that I've said the title, let's at a at a high level, what will people learn from your workshop? Right. So as I alluded to, a yes. little bit of a preview That's a right. few minutes ago. Um, it, 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 you know, we what they will learn is what high performance companies are doing that's allowing them to attract and retain top talent. Uh, and this is not just uh, Rick and I saying, okay, well, this is what we think it is. Uh, we actually have a, a, a fact-based data to support it. Glassdoor, who you know is the number one repository of anonymous employee feedback right. on, on the web. <laughs> they, they, Where'd that voice come I from? I hate you, Glassdoor. They recent, they <laughs> recently, Personalizing it. <laughs> Glassdoor recently announced their 2019 winners of top places to work based okay. on employee feedback. Okay. And so we uh, have uh, focused on companies in the, in the top 10, mm-hmm. and we are going to share with the community what they do, the six key attributes that these high-performance companies share okay. where people want to work. Wow. Raving fans. Right. I mean, and we will actually use the words from their employees to illustrate how From these companies that are high-performing companies. Exactly. Okay. How important. And Rich put together a really cool exercise in and around it, too, so oh, they yeah? can do some self-evaluation. Because ah. you know what, Rick? I love it. In the community, 
It's all about the takeaway, right? Right. Yeah. And so what can they bring back? Self-evaluate your particular business, where you fall in these six key areas, and where there's an opportunity for improvement. Because if you think about it, you have to get that right first yes. before you go out and try to recruit the right employees. So so let me turn our attention to Rick from Rich. We're going to Rick. When you looked at that glass <laughs> we door. Rich square. Right? Uh, cubed. Cubed. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Three of us. Uh, I'm never good at math. Okay, good. When you saw those um, glass door top six, you're in the industry. How yep. did, how did that, that survey results and report match up with your expertise and experience? So they're definitely on par. I was actually surprised that one company wasn't in there that um, that just crushes it um, when, when it comes to attracting talent. But, okay. you know, those salary surveys and a lot of those surveys they do, they're primarily all larger companies that have been around that kind of really kind of uh, they, they lobby to, to get their people to, to do it. So but they're all they're all spot on. They're all really solid cultures, you know, okay. and they've got great reputations. Um, I tend to support a lot more startups, so yes. people who would be right for my companies usually don't go to those type of companies. Right, but but you when you were on the show before, you were saying the reason why you initially focused on startups is because you like to help companies with very important hires, and as a company's growing and there are only a few people, those extra few people they have yeah. bring in are critical to the every momentum. hire when you're first starting out is critical. Yeah. Right, you know, even if you're hiring a janitor, it's really important that you get a great janitor. Right, because Microsoft did it. They did. Yeah, their first janitor was like made on, like a few million dollars. About it was driving to work in a Ferrari. <laughs> so that's a fact based. Yeah, that, I just thought you were just saying because they became successful, they did it well. But you Bill, actually, Bill needed somebody to take out his trash, you know. So right. He got that's the important. best janitor that was in Seattle. I okay. Think. Well, lessons learned there. See, there you, you always learn something. It um, could be urban legend. I don't know, but okay. I like the fact that you're giving them an assessment that they can fill out and maybe discuss. Absolutely. In the room with yes. you? Yes. Okay. And you've been able to condense all this content down into roughly an hour? Oh, it's impactful. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be fast and furious, but very rewarding for those that attend and participate. Okay. Are you able to give this talk outside the critical mass community? Should some organization be interested in this? And, and are you planning to do that? Uh, you know what? We're in the exploratory stage of... Um, I'm talking about that, uh -huh. you know, we want to obviously start with the community first yeah, because course, yeah. that, that they're always a good um, barometer of the value of the content that we're bringing, right? Um, but yes, I think that this is in, very impactful and could help any company in the community mm -hmm. and, and your listening uh, community. Um, we we'd be delighted to uh, to bring our show on the road. Okay. My piece, I actually am talking, I've got four conferences booked uh, that are recruiting-related conferences that, that I'm plugging this into. Okay. So we're getting, you're, you're the, the preview okay. before everybody else. So we're sort of the opening yeah. night, you get a chance to work out the kinks a little bit. No, no. no it's going to be guys, polished and hot. You, 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 Friday's the uh, dress rehearsal. Yeah, exactly. That, right? yes. my, my, uh, my speaking coach would not uh, allow that. Right. And she that would kill me. Part. Part of what we do here um, in the critical mass community is um, we watch each other's presentations prior to giving it to the full community just to sort of get some insight and input. And we're doing that, I guess, this Friday afternoon. You're going to be giving your talk, and the other team that's giving their talk is going to be giving their talk to you guys. So right. it's a chance to learn from each other and see how each other perform against this. 
Um, do you have any tools that go along with this? You talked about the assessment. Mm-hmm. Is is that the work product that the, that you've developed, or have you are you developing anything else to go along with it to complement the talk? That is one of the two um, um, takeaways that we're going to have, and, and Rick. Uh, can talk about specifically what we're going to do on the hiring side. The, the idea is you set the tone, talk about these high-performing companies and their six key attributes and self-evaluating how you fall within those six. So that's uh-huh. the first half. And then we're going to pivot into, you know, on the hiring side, and you want to talk about... Yeah, we're going to do an interactive um, workshop where actually everybody's getting involved and they're going to conduct an interview. What? Yeah. Yep. Role play? Yep. There's going to be role play and everybody's going to partner up with somebody they don't know, uh-huh. and they have to actually recruit them. Okay. How long do they get to do that? It'll be three little segments, okay. which will be about three to five minutes each. I love role plays. Oh. Me too. I think they're really uh, instructional. I think people learn by doing. Yes. And, yeah. and role plays are, what they do in a role play, I experience, they'll do in real life. Oh. It, it, once they're into the role play, they're going to do the same stuff, right? Exactly. So you can you can coach them out of that and observe that in a protected environment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So have you done that before? Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. And it, and it works? I do it a lot with the training that I do um, as part of my business as uh-huh. well. So you, I train recruiters quite often. You train recruiters. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. I, um, I, I like the role playing, too, because you always get the funniest best stuff out of it mm-hmm. so should we videotape that sure. sure we probably could well we could videotape the whole well we don't want to diagnose it here on the critical mass radio show and podcast um we're sort of teasing the audience about the six best practices of high performing teams rich if someone listens to this podcast at some future point and they're like well i want to know what those six are and i'm not yet in the critical mass community are you guys open to sharing that information with them Absolutely. Would you like us to do that now? Uh, what? Share those six attributes? Or? Can you? We only have like two minutes left. Can you do that six in two minutes? I I hope so. So yeah, we can cut in on the likes guest. I mean, <laughs> culture, leadership, people, um, customers, community, and values. Those are the six. Okay. So and you and somehow people are going to rate themselves against those six. Absolutely. Huh? Okay. Yeah. We'll walk them through it step by step. So we'll break it out. So we'll, we'll you know we'll talk about values uh-huh. and take a step back, evaluate yourself one to five. Mm-hmm. The bullseye. If you have all ones, you hit the bullseye. Okay. High right. performing teams exactly. score low. Okay. You got it. Yeah. Great. Well, the number one, right? Right. All right. Anything you want to add to that, Mr. Gerard? Uh, you know what? It, and it's really important. I think that that people be honest with themselves when they mm-hmm. do score it because. Right. It's only going to help you. Right. Yeah. Right. And and uh, that's always an exercise that I do with a lot of CEOs where their perception of what they have or what they're running is very different than everybody else's. I it agree. It happens quite often. I agree. I think sometimes they understand how their organization operates the least of anybody in the company because yeah. they don't see how it really operates, especially once they get a little bit of scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's interesting is somebody once told me that a CEO's job is to be the protector and champion of culture. Okay. Right? Right. But if you have no idea what your culture is, that's that's not a good thing. Right. Or if you're the uh, the worst part of your culture, <laughs> <laughs> that happens quite often too, right? <laughs> you don't culture, culture comes from the top down. It does. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, and values are caught, not taught, right? I mean, they yeah. see how you perform, and that's how that's what the company becomes. So you have that old uh, Peter Drucker 
quote, right? Okay. You know, that uh, <laughs> culture eats strategy for breakfast. Right. And yeah. it's so true. Right. And it, and it speaks to the hiring part because if you don't have the right culture, you're not going to be able to attract and retain top talent. Simple right. as that. Nope. You know, and, and social media and technology has leveled the playing field. There's nowhere to hide. If you're not, if you're not doing the right things, you don't have a great culture. Folks well, will know. Well, not. what ends up happening is that you you might be able to attract and hire them, but you're not going to be able to retain them. Mm-hmm. And retention starts in the hiring process. Hmm. What do you mean by that? Retention starts when you when you engage somebody. You got to get them engaged in the hiring process, because once they lean in and they buy into your mission and your values, they're going to be a much better and fulfilled employee, as opposed to you know, being shanghaied into a job or taking a job because they need one and then kind of still looking, you know, until they find something better. Right. And that happens way too often. Yeah, they realize after a couple of weeks or maybe even sooner, I think I might have made a mistake. Well, right? yeah, because the company's not always honest with them. Right. You know? Putting their best foot they forward. Put, yeah. Right. And they come in, they, they think this is serendipitous environment, and they start their first day, and they get yelled at by four people. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or you don't have any place for them to sit. Yeah. Or they're not ready to receive them. People don't show them where the bathroom is. Right. You know, just... It's just terrible stuff. Yeah. So if someone would like to learn more about your independent businesses, not the critical mass for business business and the peer groups, although if you're interested in that, we'll certainly talk, um, how do they find you? online. Rich Kakuzo, how do they find you online? Best way is to connect with me on LinkedIn. How do you spell your last name? C-O-C-U-Z-Z-O. Rich Kakuzo. Okay. You're the only one? I'm the only one. Sales Velocity Advisors. You got it. Beautiful picture. It is. All right. Rick yeah, Gerard. He's a good looking man. That's right? why. Yeah, not, I feel like, you know, we're the three amigos and I'm like <laughs> I'm like the Martin Short character over here. <laughs> uh, okay. So the best uh, way to reach me... <laughs> But I know, right? You can email me at rick at stridesearch.com or you can call me, um, 949-777-5656. Can you do that again? That was fast. Yeah, 949-777-5656. Okay. I can make a jingle out of that. Right. Operators are standing by. Right. Ready to take your call. And you can check out my company, which is Stride Search at stride, S-T-R-I-D-E, search, S-E-A-R-C-H.com. Plus, it sounds like you're now being hired to speak at different conferences. I am. And you're, that's an important part of your growing business? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's um, kind of – I've come into this part of my business where I love I love the search part, but I like to teach mm-hmm. and get people uh, understanding why they lost a hire, why they gained a hire. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you know – if you get really good at, at hiring people, you can't win, lose. Right. Yeah, and and that's where your culture starts. You can either reinforce it or you can decimate it by yeah. the hiring process, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And we didn't have time to talk about something that I enjoy talking to you about, which is this concept of a career wound. We did that on an earlier episode of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast when you were on our guest last year, but yeah. we don't have time today to get into that. But that's certainly something, if you're curious, it's not as gross as it sounds. It's actually a very <laughs> powerful concept, and I love the fact that you're... You're, you're kind of featuring that and raising people's awareness. Yeah, and it. I'm bringing some scissors to the event so I can open up some career ones. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. On that note, ladies, there will be no people getting harmed at the Critical Mass all-member event on Wednesday, March 6th. So thank you both for your time. Thank you for the time you've put into this workshop and presentation. I'm excited to see it on Friday. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for having us. Obviously. Excellent. All right. Well, we're going to thank our engineer for today, Mr. Paul Roberts. And also our three producers, without whom I could not do this show. They are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me, let's start on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z. 
ZI. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.